Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back, everybody. I know it's been a little while since we did some broadcasts, and I figured we all needed a moment of inspiration. And when I say inspiration, I don't mean just get you up on the couch and excited for a minute and going back to sleep. No doubt you are living in the new normal. Of course, I'm talking about coronavirus, COVID-19, and it is a global pandemic of epic proportions, unlike anything that we've seen in our lifetime, our parents' lifetime, and probably even our grandparents' lifetime. So that being said, I wanted to bring a special guest on today. When we were first thinking about doing our show, this hadn't even happened, and I was I pumped the brakes on this show for a bit, and we were scheduled for it today, and I said, you know what? I've got exactly the right guest. So today... I would like to introduce you to my good buddy, Shloymi Ron. Shloymi is the CEO of the Visual Storytelling Institute. He's going to get to what the Visual Storytelling Institute, or VSI, is all about. But before that, first off, welcome to the show, Shloymi. And I think you're going to understand and appreciate why I'm queuing up the show like that. Because for many of us, we're looking at our modern context as the new normal. And I would suggest for myself, my point of view, I've already lived the new normal for a while. If you all want some backstory, um, a lot of you know some of my story already, and this show is about Shalami and not me, but <laughs> tell everybody a little bit about some of your backstory, some of your trials and tribulations that you've been going through lately, why this is like a, a walk in the park, right? Maybe a six foot apart walk in the park, but this is a walk in the park for you right now, right? Absolutely. So thanks so much for having me, and Brian. It's been it's always great pleasure uh, chatting with you. And yeah, to your question is, uh, I experienced a really life-changing event uh, back uh, in uh, June of last year. And the short of it, I was uh, actually leading to June, I was uh, on a very anxious countdown to find a living kidney donor to save my life pretty much. And after... A winding road of a lot of ups and downs and, uh, you know, short stops and uh, false hopes along the way. I was able to find a donor and I was uh, transplanted uh, on June 23rd. So for any kidney transplant uh, people, they pretty much celebrate uh, their uh, surgery as their new uh, birth date. So I'm now literally, I would say, nine months old. And for me, it was a, a really a great uh, rebirth experience. You know, you're really uh, evaluating your life uh, in a whole different light. And the ir- ironic thing about this is that the first few months after the surgery, the, I've been told that uh, I need to be, since I'm on the immunosuppressant uh, medications, I need to be extra careful, wash my hands, you know, not to meet people with, in too crowded places. And all of a sudden, this coronavirus just uh, broke out, and the whole world is doing the same thing, and and even more. So it's kind of really surreal uh, feeling to experience that. But that's what's been my my life uh, in the past couple of months. I hear you, man. I mean, I 
I, I'm almost at a loss for words for a guy who talks for a living. And if you guys remember months and months ago, I was talking all about Shoimi and how he was trying to find a kidney. And yeah, yeah I mean, when everybody is sad and depressed, even before coronavirus was breaking all over the world, I would say to people, it's like, look, you woke up in the morning, didn't you? What do you have to complain about? You have incredible undeserved gifts every single moment of every single day. If people would slow down and appreciate things and focus and not just worry about stuff that's out of their control, I think we would all have a little bit better of a life. So we get way deep and all that, but I'm not trying to break everybody's mind here. I just, I'd like to open everybody's thought process into understanding that this isn't necessarily the new normal for all of us. And I think Shlomi really is an exemplar of it. So Shlomi, since we've already kind of taken a whole third of the the podcast on that, and I, I, I do appreciate you sharing the story. I'm sure that's not always easy to talk about. I'm sure it brings up a lot of emotions to you. And I, I want to be sec- sensitive and cognizant to that. Sure. Let's talk a little bit. So let's just kind of jump into where we are today, right? So mm-hmm. you're running the Visual Storytelling Institute. So tell everybody a little bit on the backstory of that, what it is and what you're all doing. Yeah, so a, a short uh, backstory about how it got started. You know, my background is over 20 years in the digital marketing, working for major brands like IBM, Nokia, American Express, and others. Uh, but all along, I was kind of nursing my side passions for visual stories, and it kind of manifested itself in two areas. One is a really strong passion for classic Italian cinema. Don't have any ancestry in Italy whatsoever, so it's 100% passion. And the other part is uh, my father-in-law, Buki Schwartz, was one of the early pioneers of video art. So he passed away in 09. So we're currently managing his estate. So that kind of opened up a whole new world for me, uh, the world of video art. And so we work with different organizations. So when I started VSI, uh, the main problem I wanted to to solve was something that any business is facing today, you know, the growing uh, communication noise. On one hand, staggering information overload, and on the flip side, really fragmented attention span. So when paid media has a limited effect and people under major digital fatigue, sometimes, you know, disinformation replace audiences with the bots, people needed to figure out new ways to do the breakthrough and visual storytelling that pretty much originated from the world of art, filmmaking, and I tried to bring that into the world of marketing. And so when I started, visual storytelling was primarily defined as a graphic design, photography, filmmaking, and I'm kind of occupying the niche of visual storytelling in the context of marketing. And I kind of defined the visual storytelling as any marketing strategy you do that has three parts. One, you put uh, your customer at the heart of the story. It's not about the brand. And you use this three-act story structure, setting conflict resolution, and finally use a visual media to communicate through images, videos, infographics, like you know very well, all the way up to VR and AR. So what we do at VSI, we cover three areas. One is training using our nine-step visual storytelling framework, and also do a full-stack production for videos, branded documentaries, a presentation, and other visual media formats. And the last part is really more about advisory and consulting for organizations that need help uh, on different aspects of visual storytelling. 
And thank you for all of that. I think that's very helpful. It sets the tone and the framework. I think that there's a lot of misalignment in the world when it comes to thinking about things. So visual storytelling isn't just a graphic designer. It's marketing, right. it's emotion, it's story. There's, yep. there's so many complex elements and layers to it that people miss the boat on that. And I think now's the time for visual storytelling and the Visual Storytelling Institute because mm -hmm. everyone is sitting in front of their computers. Imagine exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly data and information like never before. And guess what, people? Your crappy ads and press releases and whatever are probably going to fall on deaf ears. Do you know how many tone-deaf emails I get an hour? Hey, here's what we're saying about coronavirus. It's like nobody gave you permission to spam me to death. Exactly. Right? It's tone-deaf. There's no... Yes, there's some sort of signal where you're adding the word coronavirus, but come on. Is anybody responding to this? I'll tell you, I'm unsubscribing to stuff left and right. I even, <laughs> on all my social channels, I said, guess what, everybody? I am not going to email you about how we're going to handle coronavirus. You're welcome. And like the whole internet cheered. So yeah, have a little sense about you when it comes to that. And right now, every word is weighed and measured. And everything we say right now online, we're just standing on the edge of a knife Right. Yep. So yep. No, right. visual with the story is everything right now. It's unprecedented. Absolutely. And, and what I also say to my clients is uh, you really need to treat your story as a nothing but a mirror in order for your story to work and move your audience into action. You really need to reflect what I call total eclipse between your brand story and your customer personal story. That's where the, the money is. And not a lot of people know this, that engagement, we talk a lot about engagement. What, what is engagement? Underneath engagement, there are really, every time you open your mouth and communicate something, the other side is going to scan this information against their personal stories, memories, uh, in, interests, beliefs, and then they're going to generate meanings. What does it really mean to them? What are the feelings they get out of it? And out of that, they're going to decide how they're going to respond to you. So the first thing you need to think about is always try to get into the implicit level of how your audience think and feel, those meaningful details they carry, because that's where the money is. That's where the, the magic happens. Once you are able to reflect that meaningful details that you discover uh, your audience is really occupied with, that's where they, the next time we're going to tell your story, they're going to say, hey, this happened to me last week. Hey, this is, I can totally relate to this. That's where engagement comes from. Yeah. Well said, my man. So also just to kind of round out the, the last few minutes we have here together, we always want to keep everything nice and short and to the point, especially mm -hmm. since everybody's overly distracted right now. Maybe we'll even do it shorter in 15 minutes. I don't know. Let's see where we land. <laughs> I know that you have a new book out there. So tell everybody about what you've got going on with that. I think this is very helpful as well. Yeah. So this is really ties to what I just said about the importance of the meaningful details. And I just published a new book called Total Acuity. And it's, it's really a collection of short stories, ordinary uh, tales that happen to me in real life that I extracted uh, marketing morals uh, from them. And the book is also supported by photos that I shot, you know, from my Instagram account that also carry some visual storytelling principles. And the reason I, I chose uh, Acuity is, is very important here because Acuity is really 
it really means sharpness of vision, the ability to perceive details. And as I said earlier, you know, the more important details your story includes, the, the better chance uh, for your story to resonate. So in this book, I'm kind of give, gives a, readers an opportunity to A, kind of break away from the classic mold of business uh, books that are made out of a million stats and interviews of experts and really talk the talk of, of stories and really use short stories that actually demonstrate showing versus telling uh, those principles in action. Well said, man. Everybody needs a good story now and then. I would say perhaps more than ever. Uh, people are consuming news at a ridiculous rate, and most news <laughs> tends to be negative. Uh, a lot of uh, people in the news world know, like, if it bleeds, it leads. And uh, unfortunate turn of phrase, I guess, but always kind of gross. Uh, wow. Don't want to be like all dark here. But yeah, I mean, I think a, a positive story that really shows hope and mm -hmm. the indelible marks that we can leave on, on a person's mind and heart and soul, I think is what it's all about. Whether we do that visual through photography, infographics, video, AR, VR, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's really the name of the game. So, hey, um, why don't we go a little bit shorter than usual? Because I, I think we've actually covered all the kind of stuff. I mean, we can, you know, yammer about coronavirus, but let's do something about it. I think that, I think this is a, probably a good place to to land here. So Shlemy, you've been a, a fabulous guest. Tell everybody where they can find you and all the different things that you do out there online. Yeah. So you can definitely uh, check my website uh, for the Visual Storytelling Institute at visualstorytelling.com. Uh, you can reach out to me. I'm at uh, shlomi, shlomi at visualstorytelling.com. And you can find me also on LinkedIn. And I also host uh, the Visual Storytelling Today podcast. It's a it's a fun uh, show. Yeah, we actually brought you, Brian, at some point. We had a lot of fun talking about infographics and its importance to visual storytelling. So I really invite everybody to check it out. And also check uh, the VSI blog, which is you know laden with over 100 uh, of posts that I've written in the past four years that kind of uh, landed uh, VSI at the top ranks of visual storytelling in across search engines. Yep. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Shalemi. And everybody, please do check him out. It does fabulous work. Thank you all.